Long Dreamer stares at the tower. A cloud of black smoke belches out of the top and rolls into the sky, propelled on by the warm air currents continuously pumping out of that tangle of pipes. An ugly, smelly thing, and the smoke never fully clears. Tiny sprays of ash tumble from the cloud as it moves past the tower, raining down and nearly invisible through the forest, starting tiny fires everywhere, creeping into the breath of sleeping people miles and miles away, disturbing their dreams, carrying unrest, nightmares, tiny pieces of that man. He pollutes everything, though he does not dream himself any longer. He exists in the dreams of all of those he doesn't even know that he touches chokes every last one of them. Long Dreamer does not hate. She doesn't. But. But. She thinks fondly of the strange mortals who protected her home just a few days ago. How strange that they throw themselves into danger, throw themselves at the dead man who cannot die, though they may yet die themselves. Though they have died themselves, at least one of them. And for what? Have they said? Do they know? For the forest? For Long Dreamer? To be sure, that's that's part of it, but there's something else. She's seen glimpses of it in their dreams. She wonders if they understand the shape of the thing that they chase. An egg, perhaps, far to the north, cracking with some terrible spawn growing inside, straining at its boundaries. Does this egg dream, she wonders? She daren't journey close. She daren't ever check. Does it wait? to consume these heedless beings as they hurl themselves at it. And will there be any dreams left when the barrier gives way, when there's nowhere left to run? This is Pot Against the Machine. to Pot Against the Machine. I'm on the wrong page in OneNote. Welcome back to Pot Against the Machine, the only Pathfinder actual play that locks Matt Damon in a mind maze, but lets Ben Affleck wander free. I'm your host, and here's everyone. Poor, poor Matt. Matt Damon. <laughs> uh, Damon. Bet Hello. they liked them apples. Hi. Hey. And Casey Affleck is nowhere to be seen. He wasn't invited into the joke. <laughs> wow. Ben had a plus one. Did not pick his bro. Hate to see it. Let's see. What happened last time? It's been a normal amount of time, and yet I'm totally blank on this. The party chose to forego going up further in the tower in favor of going down the bedroom secret stairs. Um, six floors and then 125 additional feet into the earth. They found a hallway that sort of wrapped around. They opened the door to the first room and they found a desk and they found some notes. And then they opened a door beyond that door and they found a leucodemon just chilling in a kind of magic circle that was binding it in place. It tried to plead with them and they immediately slammed the door in its face and left. And they went up to the next door to the north 
And Asher decided, instead of bothering with the whole airlocky do, as one does, he would uh, just boof through the door real quick, just to see um, what was on the other side. Uh, since his boof boots mandate 10 feet, he wound up flying into the middle of space and uh, immediately fell to the ground in a sort of wind tunnel with three belkers. They closed in to attack. The party started coming in to uh, come to his rescue, and we had a bit of a belker fight. And during that belker fight, there was some banging in the hallway, as apparently the Leucodamon had been sprung free and was struggling its way through the too narrow or gigantic daemon hallways in order to sneak up on Aluin. Uh, Aluin promptly dropped it in a mind maze, as Aluin does with creatures from another plane who happened to be evil, and um, the party finished off the Belkers and bought themselves about 30 seconds to figure out what to do while the daemon bumps into walls. That's where we are now. It is Asher's turn as we jump back into initiative. In Asher's defense, we'd gone, we've opened so many of these airlock doors, and never once had there been a drop to the floor in a wind tunnel until now. So it's not like a, oh, he should have seen that coming. So Asher will uh, drop his revolver from his right hand and draw the nanite gun and shoot space drugs into himself because he's nearly dead. Wheel and woe on the 2d8 and 8 and a 1, uh, but that's 12 hit points more than double where he was. Uh, it's also his entire turn. Oh, he's going to live forever. How about Alowin? Uh, Alowin still has all eight of his level one uh, or spell slots, so he is going to step around Brixby and just cast a Cure Light Wounds here on uh, Asher, who still looked really bad, and I just almost clicked on Aphasia instead of Cure Light Wounds. <laughs> That'd be good for Asher. <laughs> uh, so that is a four on the die, and that one has up to plus five, so that's nine points of healing. Thank you. Not a lot, but I want to save my higher slots for when we have to fight this demon. Damon. Alright, how about Brixby? Well, um, I can dimension doors out uh, if we want, or we can fight it. Uh, and he'll just delay. Alright. Well, the Damon is going to roll a d8 to see what direction it wanders. Eight, so that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Um, it's gonna just kinda cram its way in. Uh, it can't really fit any further, so I guess that's the end of that. It is Kira's turn. Um, Kira, well, listen to Brixby kind of discuss this and then look at Asher. Can can you fight right now? Maybe we should just go, right? Uh, and, well, also delay. Asher, can you fight right now? Maybe we should just go. Well, it seems like we'd only be delaying this encounter, which, you know, we certainly can do if our resources are not up to the task, but seeing as we're right here and it can't get through the doorway, we may have no better opportune time to try and finish it off when it's denied its dexterity bonus. 
and Asher will uh, inject himself again uh, for a little bit better. 13 points of healing. And that's going to do it. Uh, Alowin is just gonna heal Asher again also. Four on the D8 again, so that's another nine points of healing. Alright, welcome to the Heal Asher episode, where the entire episode is just healing Asher slash Delane. Thank you. So wait, is this Asher's heal turn? Oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I'm gonna kick a pig so hard. <laughs> we all know that pig is a baby. Nope. <laughs> Rixby um, is going to, uh, at, at, at the mention of denied his dexterity bonus, Rixby <laughs> is going to uh, ready a spell to, uh, hmm. I'm going to move, he's actually going to take a five foot step to the east, swarming their friend Alwyn, and then ready a spell. Um, and uh, yeah, that's going to be the end of their turn. Oh, and uh, I guess the ready trigger. Let me try that again one more time. Uh, Brixby's going to ready a spell for uh, when the group decides to attack. Sounds right. Well, I rolled the Luke O'Damon's Wander randomly check, and guess what? It can't go anywhere, so it's Kira's turn. Uh, I'll ready an action to attack if it gets within melee distance. Um, <laughs> right, Asher, you're up. Asher heals again. Uh, for his lowest yet, 9 on 2d8 plus 3. Alright, Alwyn. Alowin will once again uh, put his hand on Asher's back and give him only seven points of healing. Thank you. All right, Brixby, you ready? Action didn't go off. You lose the spell. Yeah, that's new rule. The way it works. They changed it. <laughs> they just went back. Yeah, it actually removes yeah, that slot permanently. Forever. It's gone. It's they true. Said they had to nerf It's it. like end of fiscal year budget. If you don't spend it, you don't get it next year. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Forfeit one uh, one level of wizard and pick a expert or perhaps gentleman class. Yeah. Um, so Brixby, uh, with his his newly debonair uh, level, uh, I I think he's basically been holding off until Asher is ready. So he'll address the party in the most terse way possible. Uh, it's constrained by six seconds. Asher and I should hit first through the door. Or then he will continue to ready his spell. All right. Matt Damon once again doesn't move, but it's it's almost there. Running out of time. Kira's up. Uh, Kira will say, but Asher went through the door first last time, and it was bad. And then continue to ready. Oh, same thing as last time. Just when when it's within melee distance, just smash it with a chainsaw. Actually gonna shoot it. Um, he he will look to Alowin and say, "How long until it's free of this spell?" And Alowin kind of thinks to himself, "I think maybe another ten seconds, a bit longer." 
Okay. I'll take one more opportunity to heal and then position to strike. And Asher will grab the space dragon one more time. Down, down, down to eight points of healing on 2d8 plus three. Alloin, you doing any final threats? Uh, I think this time, Alloin, rather than healing, since he realizes everybody else is getting ready to attack it, he is going to ready to cast a spell on it, assuming it's still within his line of sight at the point that everybody else starts attacking it. Alright. And that takes us to Brixby. Uh, same thing. Still holding... Uh, we'll wait for Asher's cue. Alright, once more, it doesn't move. We're on the final round of the Mind Maze. Kira, you breaking the plan, running in there? Nah. Uh, Kira knows Brixby is smarter than she is. I'm just... That was a chainsaw sound. I'm extremely experienced. It was uncanny. You're welcome. Thank, thank, I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Truly Mick Foley work. I've changed so many things. I don't think I would have believed you if you said that wasn't a chainsaw. Frankly, I'm talented. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, that's, that's, yeah. So still readying um, and we'll wait until uh, Bricks and Asher go. All right, Asher. Asher will at long last end the Let's Heal Asher montage. And with his mundanely bullet-loaded, yep, uh, left revolver pointed at uh, Matt Damon. Nope, I can't say that. I'm not going to shoot Matt Damon. Uh, (laughs) With his loaded revolver aimed at this Luco Damon, evil creature outsider from another plane, Asher will, as a swift action, focus his aim and then unleash a rapid shot full attack deadly aim three bullets gonna shake this thing out of its maze okay at its flat-footed squeezing touch ac we are looking at a a 23 against touch yeah, that'll hit it. Uh, even with some cover, just because of the awkward angle. And uh, a 22 still hits? Yeah. Now, here's the real real one of unsurety. What about a 13 against touch? <laughs> that'll still do it. Whew. Math is hard, gang. If I put it in touch, it's, uh, it's not hard to hit. That thing that crammed into a hallway that's too small for it. That thinks it's in a main. Well, hopefully I got all my low D8s out on my healing and they pop up big numbers on this damage. <laughs> uh, yeah, seven, one, and a two. One of them gave me hope. Uh, so that is going to be... Do you need the? Well, I'll give them to you individually because I, I'm not bypassing any of its DR. We'll, we'll just do that because I don't know this. George Lucas demon. Uh, that is going to be 18 for the first one. 
12 for the second one and 11 for the last one. Right. Um, two of those barely seem to do anything. One of them seems like it hurt it. Neat. Uh, free action. Pop three more mundane rounds in. And yep, that's it. Go team. All right. Uh, Alloway. Oh, uh, Brixby's action is supposed to be sort of triggered simultaneously. I will give it the will save because it got shot. It's in danger. Uh, that makes sense to me. Um, it got a 27 on the will save, so it is probably yeah, it's out good. of the maze, right? Yeah. I'm really glad I didn't roll that last time. How did it not beat a DC 20 if it can get up to 27? It rolled really badly. It's got a good will save. But now... Brixby, with their opponent flat-footed by being denied their dex bonus via squeezing, um, certainly something we didn't sort out and was cut out after editing, is going to aim and attempt to fire a spell. Do they have spell resistance? I feel like planar creatures have that always. 80. They do indeed. Oh. It's in 29 with an 18 off the die. That'll do it. Alrighty, and Brixby is going to uh, shoot his opponent with some Scorchy Doodles, or attempt. There's one, that's a 13 off the die for a 21. And uh, that would be a 13. Uh, those both hit. Alrighty. They're going for touch, right? Yes. Would you like the the uh, fire and sneak attack damage separately? Um, yeah, I think so. There is all the fire, so that's 39 points of damage. Wow, that's a lot. Of, look at all those six, five. Not as great a showing, and then 31 of a sneak attack. Right, not all of that goes through, but it's still a big old chunk. Brixby's actually Brixby's gonna take a five foot step to the west now, out of Alloin Square, and that's Brixby's turn. All right, Alloin, you are now up. The horse daemon has to make me a fortitude save. That one. Okay, that is going to be <laughs> full damage. This might be the first time that somebody hasn't passed this dumb thing. Uh, that is Bone Shaker. Uh, oh, so that God. is, you're going to take the full 66, and I can move you up to five feet in any direction. Oh man, those bones are so in trouble. Oh, is this a death effect? Acid. It is not a Disease. death effect. Poison. Nope. Cold. Electricity. Nope. It's his bone, Fire. Sam. Nope. Spell yeah. resistance? Oh, yeah. It's a bone effect. Uh, it does have spell resistance. Uh, that is a 17 on the die, so I'm assuming that makes it. Uh, so that is 22 points of bludgeoning damage. So I'm assuming 12, because I think he's got DR 10 something or other. I think I'm not going to move him. All right, so is he not getting dragged? He's staying? Yeah, I don't really see, because if I move him either direction or down his hallway, he's going to be out of line of sight for everybody. And if I drag him closer, he's going to murder Asher. So I'm going to leave him where he is. Do I get a turn? 
Because I said it was I would wait until Bricks and Asher went. I guess you can go. Yes. Not very nice to kill this thing before it gets to eh. Uh, alright, Kira's going to step past Asher and say, I am so sorry, uh, and tuck herself right in this little cubby hole here, um, and hit it with a chainsaw, or, you know, attempt to. Ooh, that's a 19 on the die. That's a critical threat. (laughs) Tis. Let's see. Roll again. That is, oh, much, much worse. That's uh, also a 19, non-natural. Um, well, since it is denied, it's that's <laughs> bonus to AC. Uh, yeah, that'll hit. Okay, I'm going to roll a couple of these D6s. Oh, my God. Yeah, for some reason, I have five D6s instead of six. That would have been nice. So we're going to roll in. What's it called? Roll. Six, not pressing it twice. Okay, I would just like for all of you to know I just pressed six once and it came up with six six. <laughs> so clearly a keyboard is haunted or several years old. 66 plus, I believe it's 38. Maybe both. That's true. Old things are often haunted. Nice, couple sixes in there. Uh, That's going to be 67 points of... Jane saw damage at our horse demon, Damon friend. Well, um, I feel like I say this at the end of every encounter. That doesn't all go through, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> the Damon is dead once again without ever getting. It was to gonna act. act. It got to move some. He acted. Yeah, he acted for several yeah. turns. Yeah. This combat lasted a full seven-turn spell, and then, like, three turns after that. (laughs) I hope you all are looking forward to the mandatory Abaddon arc that you're getting because of it. This is exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, we've signed ourselves up for a full-on Abaddon arc. I will be contacting Griffin to get his notes. (laughs) I was about to say, are we going to meet Griffin's... Uh... Yeah, we're gonna do everything that he left on the cutting room floor. <laughs> Alright, you are out of initiative. You have the corpse of Damon uh, plugging up the hallway in front of you. You've got this wind tunnel with the giant fan just casually going... Woo, woo. Uh, Kira will reach and sort of, I don't know, fold herself in such a way that it makes sense she can tap Asher on the shoulder with the end of the chainsaw and be like, I'm glad you're not dead. Fortunately, it's still running. It's a gentle tap. It's so gentle. No, no. Just the flat. Now he's dead. 66 D6 points of damage against Asher. (laughs) I guess that thing wasn't as dangerous as I thought it was. I'm glad I was wrong. Yeah, it wasn't as dangerous as I thought it was either. I think we just got lucky. That mind maze is no joke. Uh, it's incredible how you, we, we all work together on this. Whew. Is everyone all right? Well, thank you all for coming to my aid. I believe I learned a valuable lesson about boofing through doors. And knowing is half the battle. The other half is trying not to be murdered. Asher says as he picks up his revolver that he had dropped and will inject himself with another round or two of space drugs. 
As far as what this room looks like that you now have the first chance to actually examine, that's Asher was pretty unceremoniously appeared in here. Uh, you're all up on this iron balcony that hugs the south side of this cavernous chamber, the floor of which is 20 feet down uh, from below the balcony. The east end of the chamber, there's mounted a massive circular fan, while the west end of the chamber is emblazoned with a spiraling pattern of runes. The fan is slowly turning, so there's a gentle breeze in here. Um, and there are several stout cords running from the fan to um, a panel affixed on the far eastern end of the balcony there. Perhaps we should all take a look at this panel. Um, we could also take a look at those runes. And maybe Asher and I want to look at this. Yes, if you two want to look at whatever that is, I can try to figure out what these runes are. Kira gets real close to the panel and squints at it for a uh, dirty 30. Well, uh, the panel only has one control on it, um, which has a, a dial with androphin lettering on it and a, a green sort of wheel that looks like it has to be turned with two hands. There's five settings. Off, draft, which is the current setting, breeze, gale, and storm. So looks like you can twist it to any of the settings. And this does appear to be a piece of Numerian tech. Here goes to Storm. I'm joking. I bet you we could have turned that all the way up and, like, knocked those guys against the wall and destroyed them. Weren't they from the airplane, though? Or something like that, didn't we? Isn't everyone? Yeah, they were outsiders. I imagine this is here to summon creatures from the plane of air to to perfect air magics. He pulls out um, the book, one of the books that we found. See this here. This, I think it, it prevents you from being knocked over by any winds that are less than the highest of this. It seems that this is what they were working on, but I think it's also to keep these creatures happy. You mean they eat the wind? From what I understand, the plane of air is like whoosh, lots of like. Whoosh, I see. Like just the whooshiest place. So it makes them feel like home. Yeah. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon for twelve hours of Brixby ASMR. Like air, plane of air sounds. Uh, Wind whispers, Yampy. Twenty-six on the uh, spellcraft on the runes that are on that wall. It looks like the runes on the wall basically make a permanent series of tiny micro-portals that essentially are teleporting the air that gets blown to the end of the room back to the other side of the room behind the fan. Oh, so it's creating a so wind tunnel. Even though, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. there's no ventilation yeah. in here, but they are magically moving the air so it has a constant supply that it can blow. And he'll tell that to the rest. I think they somehow use these to create a bunch of tiny like gates or portals so that the air can just keep flowing back and forth and not instead of just hitting the far wall and stopping. Very interesting. Indeed. I wonder if we turned this dial off that would, I would assume that would allow us to 
see beyond the fan and if this is connected to the pipe system somehow and helping with that and that turning it off would be interfering with that or if this is simply something separate altogether. Well, do we think something bad would happen if we tried to turn it off? I mean, all the bad guys are dead. But also, we, you know, we've run into some issues before. Well, perhaps we complete our exploration of the floor first, maybe, and then come back to this control panel. One daemon snuck up on us, so to speak. We don't know yet what lies beyond the other doors. Kira's standing with her hand almost on that dial, just like waiting to be able to turn it. And at that, I'll just, okay, that makes sense. Or reset, yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. I appreciate it. Thank you. (laughs) I know. We need at least 15 more minutes to deliberate before Kira does it. But she gets first right of dial refusal. All right. So where are we going? It's like there's two doors off to the east. Further down the hallway to the east? Yeah, if you move along to the eastern side of the hallway there, there are two doors, one on the north side closest to you, and then another one further south, and then it looks like the hallway wraps again. Brixby's uh, going to cast Armsay's Focus. Does anyone feel strongly about either of these two doors? Let's do the closer one, because it's right. closer. I agree, <laughs> for the same reason. Thank you. Solid logic. So I don't know if we all want to stack or roll separate. I aid. Try to aid. Nope, I do not. That is a 32 with an 11 off the die and two eights. Oh, with that, uh, this door appears to be neither locked nor trapped. Excellent. Rix, do you want me to open it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Absolutely. I want to share the door opening book. Rix, we will step south. I'm just concerned about, you know, wind ghosts and stuff. Legitimate concern. I appreciate it. Uh, Kira, open the door. Opening the door reveals a 15-foot-long hallway that then turns to the north. Kira's sprinting down the hallway. It's probably fine. Uh, Going around the corner reveals a longer hallway... Five feet wide still. All these hallways are five feet wide. Running up to the north and then taking a quick right back to the east. And uh, five feet later, another door. All right. Um, good. So I can see if it's magically tripped. Oh, significantly worse. Am I able to aid from around a corner way in the back here for a perception check? Um, I don't know that you can really do anything from that far away. Yeah, I feel you like I'm really so far away on this You can't even hallway. see the door. Have you looked? Yeah. That's it. That's the advice you shot. Did you try looking at it? Both eyes? Uh, Does it have a handle? A handle? If Bricks wants to receive a swarm, I can move up a square. Bricks is always open to a swarm. He has a swarm welcome for any of his friends. <laughs> What's our total on that Percepti do? Ashie, are you aiding or? Asher aids exactly with a 10. All right, so uh, that is a 24 with the two aids. The three off the die. It appears to be both unlocked and untrapped. 
Seems very cool. Very unlocked. Okay, I'm gonna open it, and we'll open this door also. Opening this door reveals a small room. The walls and ceiling of this stone room are adorned with vivid carvings of disastrous accidents. Women falling off of ladders, men tripping onto hot stoves, and wagons careening sideways into crowds. The simple stone altar in the east end of the room is heaped with a tangle of bones of various different shapes and sizes. Oh, I wonder what the purpose of this room is. There's no way that any of us have all determined it individually. Allow me to ponder religiously. Well, I'm going to wait outside. <laughs> well, while you're pondering religiously, that... Oh, no. That heap of bones that's all piled up on the altar kind of... Oh, no, like, it's haunted. It actually looks like it's they've all been rigged together into this big blade, and they kind of, like, stand up and then swing out and swing across the room. So... Just a real quick attack at flat footed AC for all three people who are in the room. Uh, that is a 34 versus Kira's flat footed AC. Yep, go ahead and take that. Okay. Um, that is a 26 versus Asher's flat footed AC. Yep. And a um, 30 on the dot versus Brick. Really glad this isn't second edition, because, yep. We all would have been crit. <laughs> um, and that would have been a big deal. As this is scythe-like in shape. Times four. Uh, so Ooh. that is, let's call it 12 damage on Kira. And, ooh, much better on Asher. Eight, uh, 17 damage on Asher. Bummer. And on, Not better, that's worse. On Brixby, we have 11 damage. And um, it becomes apparent to you basically immediately afterwards that all along the back wall behind this altar, there's this horrible, goopy thing intertwined with the bones. And it is moving. And it is um, it's coming for you. It's time to roll for initiative while well, I just pop that fella up on the screen. Ah, uh, this goopy, goopy goodness. It looks like a face hugger made out of like jello. It, it's a precious dark. Is it? It, it looks like a ew. <laughs> looks like the ew. Say. See, this is actually where your GooTube comes from, and, and most people don't like to see, you know, don't oh, want to so meet like a your goo. Queen. Yeah, but you gotta face the reality sometime. Um. All right, we'll start in the north. What does Kira have? Oh, sorry, I haven't rolled yet. I was distracted. All right, well then we're skipping you. You don't get a turn. Uh, Brixby. <laughs> Brixby rolls a five for a thirteen. All right. How about Asher? Oof. He was very caught by surprise. He was, as we all heard, he was about to religiously ponder. So he was unprepared with a total of an eight. Ooh. And, um, Alwyn. Uh, Alwyn rolled a 12 for an 18. All right. And Kira doesn't get a turn, but what did she get on? 
this new case. Um, back to regular dice, and I have a dirty 20. All right. Well, Kira's going first. There's a wonderful, nice, oozy wonderment of goodness in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's the best Well, I feel like we've faced enough oozy and or weird haunted things and that I'm probably thinking I should strategize more. Sadly, Kira is a child. And we'll five foot step uh, up. Can you five foot step diagonally? Yeah. That's a thing I should know like three years in. Great. Um, and, and hit it with a full attack. Also rage. Raging first. The old raging step. All right. That is. Oh, that's a nat 20 on the first roll. Let's see. Roll to confirm. That is a... Wait for it. One, nine, 29 to confirm. Please don't be on the undercrib. Um, well, it isn't ooze. I'm just looking that up. Oozes are not subject to critical hits or flanking. So it's, it's a hit. Womp, womp. Just, a, just regular a regular hit. Just a regular yeah, hit. Yeah, actually crits miss. Is the weird thing. Crits split it into two. All right. Oh, crits split. Three d six plus uh, plus twenty. Now I feel like that's different than it was. Um, four, seven, twenty-seven points of uh, chainsaw damage. All right. Gonna attack it again, please. That's a little worse. That's going to be 11, 26 to hit. Yeah, then. 32 points of, you know, slashing. Slashing chainsaw damage. Okay. And then on that hasted guy, uh, a 19. This is great. I'm keeping this dice. This is a good one. Let's see. That's going to be a 19. And then plus... Or, Roll to confirm. A 13 plus 28. Oh, okay. oh, I forgot about that. Dang it. That's irrelevant. Okay. I just want everyone to know I did read it twice. Just, just doesn't matter. Uh, 8 plus 12, 20, 32 again. Right? 12 plus 20. Yeah. A lot of damage. It's not dead. Yeah. Big juicy. That's okay. Big juicy blob. Real gross. Yeah, Kira's spattered in goo. It's gross. Goo and bits of bone and horror show and wonderment. Hate to see it. Alright. Um that'll bring us to Alwyn. Uh Alwyn is going to roll whatever he needs to roll on this thing, unless it's do I have dungeoneering? It's dungeoneering. It is dungeoneering. I have plus two to that. Uh, that's what I was worried it was going to be. I only have a plus two to that. Uh, probably nothing with a ten. Uh, with a ten, that's not even enough to identify this dear friend. Uh, make me a fort save. Right. How does a... Assuming fort saves can do... <laughs> yeah, it'll... It pass. It got a really... Okay, it beat a, uh... Look, so, yeah, DC 18. Yeah. 18, half of 17, so... 
eight points of damage. Right. And he will then uh, just take a five-foot step back to allow people to kind of move into the hallway if anybody needs to. It is holding a bone. You can canonically bone shake it. <laughs> yeah, I believe. Yeah, can I bone shake it because of its art? You can bone shake its toy, <laughs> but I don't think it'll hurt it. Yeah. Well, this creature is gonna kind of slurp its way around the altar here, so it's not actually in Kira Square, but it's kind of like wrapped around her square at this point, just because I want it to be. And um, it's it's gonna go for the Slammeroo, our dear friend Kira. Uh, that is a twenty-five hit. That'll do it. And 34 on the blur. Blur. Ah, dang. Blur. <laughs> All right. So that is 20 slamming damage plus uh, or acid damage as you start to, you know, dissolve from this horrible acidic flesh. And um, that horrible acidic flesh rolls a 22 to grab you. Oh, no, man, 20, I hate being grabbed. 24 to grab you, sorry. But I'm good. I'm fine. All good. All right. You're not slammed. Or you are slammed, but you're not grabbed. You're a little dissolved. No big whoop. Gosh. I basically was going to do a full withdraw. So five foot step. That's the guarded portion of that. And then move into the hallway. And... It's going to roll uh, Knowledge Dungeoneering like a coward on the way out. Um, good news about the way out um, is that I believe a full withdrawal only protects you for five feet. It's got reach. So, oh, go for it. Flammy Jammy. That Flammy Jam. He's only a 21 to hit. Oh, that will not hit Brick Spell. All right, and now I want to know you, Ooze. I will not learn the secrets of the Ooze. That is a nine off the die for a 21. That will not do it. They'll give you that this is a death trap Ooze. The killing blade of this horrific trap drips with an animated sheen of foul brown-orange slime. This death trap oozes are a disgusting man of brown-orange sludge that move and hunt of their own volition, yet they exist only to feed. Thought to be related to ochre jelly, Death Papoose is up to 12 feet wide and 6 inches deep in its normal mobile form. While moving, it can shrink a foot or two in width, gain about 6 inches of height, and roll forward in a quivering mass. Unfortunately, you get no questions. How much of a circumstance bonus does he get from having an ooze morph mount named Nathan? I think it should be at least a five lower DC. Well, if he was an ogre. Yeah. Ogre my dead body. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Asher. Asher will take a five foot step to the north, so he's not, well, in an effort to put this thing down, expend another grip point to focus his aim. And then release a rapid shot, full attack, deadly aim, three bullets at this 
death trap ooze. Looks like I have three hits because the lowest of those is an eight. So oh, that's actually remarkably close. Yeah, it was a remarkably low roll at my lowest bab. Touch AC7. It's a big schlorpy. That's actually higher than I was expecting it to be. What? I was going to guess five. <laughs> got some advantage in the favorite of Siphon. Jeff didn't bring great last fight with the Luigo Demon. Enough clustered shots. Jr. only comes out once. It's dead. Yay! <laughs> so yeah, it would be 3d8 plus 33. Figures actually had good damage for one and two of them. Um, but yay, grit point comes right back. I give all my grit points the returning special property. What's your damage total on um, this fella? 48. Still alive. You said it was dead. Why did you lie? No, I was saying the Luko Demon's dead. Oh, Sam. <laughs> Clustered shots. I, my brain. I was being funny. <laughs> All right. I don't get the grit point back in no. confusion. You lose, and... actually, your grit point maximum goes down by one, much like Grixby lost the spell slot forever. Nope. Totally different. Level. We're in hardcore mode. All right. Kira. You're up. This thing is looking all drippy and sloppy and glorpy. Uh, I've got a five-foot step back and do a full attack again. 33. Okay. 29 points of slashing damage. That's the end of the blobo. Yes. There we go. I get a grit point back. You do. You get if it's Asher's grit point, I'm going to just give it back to him though. No, you have it permanent. <laughs> you can't have it. I I have no I can't do anything with it. And this. you can't use it unless you uh <laughs> take a dip in Gunslinger. Yeah. <laughs> or swashbuckler. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. Get an effortless lace for the chainsaw. Or panache. This is the best plan. <laughs> Sawing grace is a really underused <laughs> feat. Mm. Alright, well the fight is over. We are out of initiative as the death trap ooze has been deathed. <clears throat> Excellent job, big stuff. Was that a little uh, coup de saw, as it were? Thanks. I feel gross. This is gross. Yeah, hold on. And I'll press the digitate. You're clean. Thanks, Bricks. Friends with magic. I think I'm still going to stay out here. Fair. I'm going to check the room for traps. Other traps. <laughs> it's a dirty, dirty 30. Uh, would it's that... like a 30-sided die, apparently. <laughs> uh, with that check, um, it looks like the only trap in the room was the pile of bones on the altar. That it looks like the death trap ooze kind of put that one together itself. Nice. Good for it. It may have an intelligence score of just a line. Still make it sight instead. Good initiative. <laughs> I don't know what, like, Dave the Barbarian did. 
I'm going to make a scythe trap using the scythe I found. Is there anything in this room besides bad vibes and ooze? Well, if you're looking around the room, if you go behind that altar to Xyphus, affixed on the stone on the back of it is another of those nanite cocoons. Mm. Uh, no. You said it's on the wall behind it, or is it actually stuck to the altar? It's stuck, like, on the back of the altar. Dang it. What if we need them? Considering the research labs devoted to nanites, I just have a hard time imagining something good can come of them. Really of anything we find in this tower, but literally a cocoon full of tiny robots and we don't know what they're programmed to do. But like if we finish the tower and it's like one out of three cocoons collected. I, I see what you mean, Kira. That would also irritate me when I saw that on the screen. Yes, as a completionist. Especially if we're not able to come back later. Well, it just matters if you're doing the 100% or in any percent. I mean, we, we're clearly speed running this. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> I think. Never before. Yeah. No one has ever done anything this fast. Eat it, Order of the Amber Die. Shots fired. <laughs> Should we maybe put it in the bag like we did with that first one we found so that it can't be activated? What if, say, Zhao showed up and turned it on or whatever happens to make the nanites come alive? What if they activate each other? Does everything in our bag get destroyed or improved? Yeah, I guess I didn't think about that if maybe the... Uh, trigger to activate him is coming into contact with another thing <laughs> then that then being in the interdimensional space wouldn't help with that because the other one's already in there yeah I really want this thing but also I mean A. Kira would defer to Rixby and Asher and B theoretically we could come back to it because where did we see the other one was it in a uh, one of the staircases right yeah, this, is, this one in the shrine, then you got the one from the storage room, and there was one in a stairwell. Yeah, and we, yeah, the stairway one, we just went around. I remember that. Remind me, Sam, which was the good one? <laughs> They're all good in their own ways. I won't say for whom. I tried. Someone put this here? Looks like, and this is something that you kind of figured out with the first one, that the nanite cocoon forms itself like into place like the sort of glaucite filaments that the exterior is made of are dug into the stone of the of the altar yeah like okay, like yeah. they kind of dig in and so it's not like somebody intelligently stashed this here. it just fixed a couple command strips on the back and just hung it on there <laughs> yeah i don't know it could bring the whole room together um especially the whole xiphus thing i i mean honestly I agree with you, Big Stuff. I want it. I'm interested in it, but I also turns to the rest of the party. Do think it can wait. It can wait till the end. Um, sure. Possibly Cyphers. Sorry. Uh, possibly Zoud could open this up and attack us with nanites, but we've been attacked with nanites. Right. We, we can handle it, especially if it's all the way down here. That's a, that's a long way to get to the top. Especially if we clear this place out. Um, if we find 
a use for them. We could come back, right? This one, the one in the hallway. But worried that burdening ourselves with technology we don't understand. Although I barely can believe I'm saying that. <laughs> so maybe we'll come back to it, is what Kira decided to get from that. And we'll reach into her bag and pull out a sticker. It says, property of Kira Smith. And just stick it next to. Oh, we're not going to touch the thing. Just, just next to. Claim to shrine. Yeah, Asher ponders religiously and comes up with, I don't know, it's a weird place with a total of a 12. Oh, I was going to say, Brixby gets a 27. So maybe Asher's kind of blocked out this particular god from his pantheon since it's pretty diametrically opposed to his god of luck. It's a god of, kind of bad luck in its own way. Uh, but Brixby can definitely put together that this room is a shrine of Zygnus. Um And it looks like it was pretty heartfelt in its like real actual devotion to a god of death and tragedy. Which is weird. But um it looks like you know Zy or Chowd really did believe that Xyphus was good for him in some way. He really worshipped the horrible, evil god of accidental death. I, I kind of get, like, some people worshipping, so, but when you figure that you're working with, like, capturing extraplanar entities and testing out poison gases, that does not seem to be, like, who you want to worship in that scenario. That's the providence, though. Yeah, or you go through so many interns that you're like, well, I mean, I'm practically doing Xyphus' work at this point. <laughs> to the families of intern and of this, <laughs> he will be missed. Yeah, he's just got a Gashly Chrome Tinies poster up on the wall. Uh, yeah, but this is a, this is a, you know, a Xyphus altar. It's it's terrible. I don't even understand. You take your shoes off over there and you just walk over Legos until you get up to that. I guess that'd be more like Zonkuthan, but, you know, basically. Well, the thing is, there's one Lego in the room, but it's painted the exact same color as the floor. Well, <laughs> if it happens, it happens. So, uh, shall we? carry on, check the next room, and perhaps shut the door just to be safe. Well, sounds like a good idea. Don't forget who you belong to, Nanite Cluster. <laughs> That's not real. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's a Skittermander Cluster. <laughs> Alright, so checking the southeastern door. Alright. Aid. I do not aid with a six on the die. All right, so that was a 15 off the die for 32, plus two eights for 36. That doesn't appear to be trapped or locked. Righty. Uh, this, this also appears to be uh, very chill, as we say. So uh, just pop that open there. 
opening it up reveals another hallway. This one kind of winds um, east and south and east again. Y'all wanna come in? No, just Brixby. Let's check it out. Okay, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Telehips. So it's kind of like a, a U-shaped room. For some reason, has a five-foot step to the south, and then continues on to the east, where it ends in another door. Right. The routine. Aid. And actually aid that time. Also aid. Alright, so that is 31, which is less than Kira's amazing role, which I want to acknowledge for the people that aren't the five of four other people in our Skype call. Um, it looks like the door is neither locked nor trapped. Alright, let's uh, just pop it open, make some bad decisions. Um, popping this door open reveals a wide room that contains a desk and three large windows looking into narrow cells. Uh, the window of the northernmost cell is shattered outward, and the cell within appears to be empty. So up on the northern side of the room, there's broken glass everywhere, and there's nothing in that cell. Uh, the middle cell, the door is intact, or the window's intact, and the floor inside is strewn with a carpet of insects. Um, sitting in the southern cell. Hold on one second. Are you going to pop something out at us? Is it going to be bugs? Uh, you see, sitting on the floor in the southern cell. Nope. Oh, no. A humanoid form draped in a kind of cloak. And this humanoid form is made of tiny wriggling <laughs> things. Like, um, like, like worms. Ugh, gross. Does it look like it can walk? Um, it looks like it could probably walk. These worms were made for walking. That's just what they'll do. I'd like to roll a knowledge metagame and leave the room. <laughs> I think at this point, it would be, I would be remiss if I did not award, I think it was Zach who called the worm that walks when he got the explanation of the dream uh, a worm that walks so um, you get a and I hoped he was wrong his <laughs> sky medal courtesy of uh, Sean McDee who says give us a divine divine intervention hurry up one sky medal for Brixby thank you John that is perhaps the intervention that we need so people appreciate it but don't appreciate this coming true. I hate it. <laughs> so the other thing in this room, other than these three cells, and for each cell there is an airlock door, similar to the airlock doors upstairs. And then on that desk uh, that was mentioned early on in the room description, there's one big jar. It has three big old fat worms in it. And they're still alive. They're wriggling away. They seem really nice. That's what we've got. So, for anybody that is wondering why we are all so like, nope, no, 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 no. 
Can we roll some knowledges and then maybe fill people in about why this is horrific? I think it's knowledge nature. Dang. It's my lowest knowledge. I rolled an 8 for a 19. Uh, that is a nat 20 for a 25, which is hopefully enough, depending on how high of a caster this guy is. Well, I, I think that's enough to identify the worm that walks itself, not necessarily what this guy is specifically. But uh, a worm that walks is a strange being with a hive consciousness. It has no discernible anatomy. Um, it's just a shapeless pile of worms and the mind seems to be spread through the fine creatures, but it retains the intelligence of some living being that was incorporated into this creature previously. Seems nice. It's wonderful. You know, just a little little bit of Lovecraftian horror. Just hanging out in a basement. Is there like an obliterate uh, button beside yeah, any of these? Yeah. Yeah, it's like one of those buttons from Cabin in the Woods you just hit and it fills the entire room with fire. You just space it. You said there's an airlock <laughs> yeah. door. That's an airlock door to get in. Um, I unfortunately, know. I don't think you can uh, kick this particular fellow out that way. It does seem that, that they've noticed you. And sort of perked up. Oh, Against the Machine is property of Network Against the Machine LLC, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are property of ISO Publishing. See their website for more details. The theme Against the Machine was written and performed by your own Zach. See the show notes for additional music and sound licensing. If you enjoyed the show, we encourage you to leave us a review. Waveforms. <laughs> How do they form waves? One, two, three. Audio, audio, audio. Okay. Normal talking voice. Waveforms. Waveforms. <laughs> Waveforms. Everything that's not a door is a window. I can't see anything. Oh, really? I can't. Yeah, I can't either. Yeah, I can yeah. see through this one down here. Maybe that one works away. right. Nope. <laughs> yeah, because I can see these six squares down here. <laughs> well. And I can see the back two squares of this one, but not the front square. This is great radio. <laughs> the best radio. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Roll20 Limitations Hour. <laughs>